what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome to the show, Beyond the Jersey. I'm your host, Chris Estrella, and I'm so excited to finally introduce this project that I've been working on. This is a sports podcast that takes a spin on sports. It's not your traditional sports podcast. We won't talk about the home runs or the touchdowns that athletes score. Rather, we'll focus on the personal stories on how they succeed beyond the sport. From my personal stories to professional athletes and coaches, we'll learn how they become beyond the jersey. Let's kick things off in the show with my story on how I got involved into sports. I'll share some relevant stories as an athlete. I'll share on what my goal is for this brand and my transition out of the sport world. So be sure to subscribe and review this podcast and let's get into today's episode. Let's kick things off with the reason I got into sports, my love for the sports and not just sports, but football. I love all types of sports. I wasn't into softball, but I got into softball over the years. I wasn't into football, but it wasn't until high school that I got into football, the whole, the whole everything. But let's talk about how I got into football in particular. Before high school, I was not into sports at all. No one in my family played sports, not my mom, not my brothers and sisters. My dad did play soccer at his early age, nothing too serious, but it wasn't until sophomore year of high school when I got involved with football my head coach at the time or the head coach at the time his name was Bill Powell he stopped me in the in the hallway and he said Chris you want to get your college paid for and I looked at him and I was like "Uh, yeah he was like good meet me in my office after school and we'll talk and then confused I go to his office after school And then we start talking about the opportunities that football can give me. He was telling me how I had the size and by size, I mean height only because my early years of high school, I did not have the weight, the body frame and the knowledge of football. I only had my height. So I was kind of like a six, four, six, five, just an unmuscular type of person. And then he said, look, if you do everything I tell you, I guarantee you you'll have an opportunity to play at the next level. And I took his advice. I signed up for football. And that's when I got involved with football. And then the rest was history. I started to love football for the things that we did off the field. And what I mean by that is my love for the game is like 20% what I do on the field, like game day, you know, blocking, stuff like that. But 80% of what happened off the field. So like hanging out with teammates. And this is only in high school. I'm not even talking about college yet, which it gets crazier. Just in high school, I loved football for the things that we did off the field. Hanging out with my teammates in the locker room, just messing around or not messing around, but getting stronger in the weight room. Like I love that I had the opportunity to become the best athlete with the whole off season. If I was in the weight room, that carried over to the football field. And I love that aspect about the sport. I love the whole, the whole high school would get like involved Fridays for the game day, whether it was with our pep rally 
or with the student section going all out. I love that feeling like Friday, like, oh, we got a game this Friday. We're going to do some damage. And I guess the support that our teachers had, not in support, like they give us A's and stuff, but they'd keep like telling us like, hey, you guys are doing a good job. Like you guys, uh, you guys are going to win the first playoff game, which we did my first, my senior year. Uh, we, we had some uh, big steps for San Jacinto High School. But anyways, you know, the support that we had within the community of the high school. So th those are the things that I love about the sport in high school. I'm not going to go into great detail about every little thing that happened to me in my sport of football because it's just too much. I might share it in, in another following episode in the near future. But for now, I'm just going to stick to the basics of how I got involved with football. So high school happened. Uh, same thing with my sophomore, junior, senior year of high school. And then kind of towards the end of senior year, I had the opportunity to get picked up by a university, which not a lot of uh, high schoolers have the opportunity to do that. So if you are lucky enough to do that, don't take it for granted because there are hundreds of thousands of not just football players, but athletes who wish the opportunity to even get looked at. So don't take it for granted. But I had the opportunity to get looked at by smaller universities and what I mean by smaller universities are is in the sports or in college sports there's divisions and each university is put in their own divisions division one FBS those are the power five schools so Alabama's USC's Oregon's Ohio State's all those are division one schools and what I was getting looked at was Division II schools. So I'm not going to name any names, but you can probably go look up on your own. I had two small California Division II schools and two out-of-state schools looking at me. I decided to skip that opportunity of going Division II because I saw something bigger in me. And I had this vision of you know, dreaming to go division one, like every other athlete. And I wasn't going to sell myself short, even though so many people were telling me, Chris, what are you doing? You have, you have a scholarship, like just go there. You're going to have your school paid for. And that was the goal, you know, to have my school paid for because that's what my coach told me. That's what I, I saw myself like, look, I'm using this to get my school paid for. But in that moment, I said, no, it cannot just be any school. It needs to be Division One, and I need to do it the way I want to do it. So that was a big uh, risk that I took. I said, I need to go Division One. So I s turned down those schools, and I went a junior college route. And a junior college route is tricky because there's many things that can go wrong, from academics to injuries to not even getting looked at. There are so many things that can happen at a community college. Your team is not winning that. That's like so many factors. But I decided community college would be right for me because it would give me an extra extra games, you know, an extra years of experience to gain the credibility to go at a division one level. So I go to my local Mount San Jacinto Community College. It was right down the street from my house. So I didn't have to pay any uh 
expenses on like rent or anything like that. I was planning to go to bigger, you know, uh, bigger community colleges within California, like RCC is a big one. But then I thought, I told myself, if you're good, you're good. Like if you, if you do what you need to do, you'll get recruited and they'll look at you no matter what school you go to. So I decided to go Mount San Jacinto and I was actually there for only one year because I was a, I was a qualifier coming out of high school. So what that means is my eligibility was there, whether it's with my grades, my amateurism, which I won't get into detail, but just qualifying that I can play at the college level. But I think the main reason I only spend a year at the community college level was because what I did, I did not hang out with anyone. I was focused. I had one mission in mind through my whole community college year, one year. I said, Chris, every variable, every factor that you can control, you're going to control. So good grades, I'm going to get the highest grades, you know, whatever straight A's. I think I finished with a 3.8, which was the highest GPA I've ever had, including UNM. I controlled my grades, my weight. I controlled my weight as in like I had to get bigger, faster, stronger. I was eating the right things. I was doing everything I can possibly do so I can get the opportunity to go at the next level. Weight room I was doing, I was, I was trying to get as strong as I could, you know, in the field too. I was being a good teammate. I was helping others. I was trying to become a leader, which is very hard at a community college level because it's just a bunch of random, it's, it's a lot of moving parts. Community college is, that's why the JUCO struggle, that thing is real because a lot of people understand what a community college is. So I was doing all that and by the grace of God, and when I say that, I really do mean by the grace of God, I got picked up and looked at by the University of New Mexico. And that, that whole recruiting story, it's also unfamiliar, but long story short, my O-line coach at the time, who's a good friend of mine now, Sanga Tuatelli, he had the opportunity to scout me by like his last day there. So last day there, I mean, he took a recruiting trip. He's from the University of New Mexico, right? And they take recruiting trips as in like, hey, coach A, you got to go to California. Coach B, you got to go to the Midwest, things like that. So he went to California, right? And he was like about to catch his flight to go back to New Mexico. And then he stopped by my community college. I'm not too sure how, but he stopped by my community college and he said, hey, like I'm here, like, is there any way I can like visit? Can you visit me so we can talk? And I was, uh, I wasn't home, but I was like 30 minutes away. I think I was running an errand with my mom and I was like, I stopped the car. I was like, we need to turn around right now. So we go back, we go straight to the college. I'm, I'm not even like dressed. I'm not doing anything. I'm like, I go, I present myself. And he was like, we start talking, chatting it up. And he was like, look, this, 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 and this. He gave it to me straight, which is another great, re another reason why I chose that school. He told me everything. And then he offered me an official visit. So an official visit is the chance to visit the school. You take like a, a weekend. It's usually a weekend, but it usually happens during the season so athletes can see how the school is during a game day atmosphere how it is with fans you know their facilities what where they stay things like that the whole everything 
he came during the summer. He visited me during the summer. He was talking to me during the summer and it was, it all happened so fast. I took that trip to New Mexico. I loved it. And like felt right to go to the University of New Mexico. So I come back from my visit, I get the scholarship or I get the opportunity to accept the scholarship. And then I'm looking at the papers and I'm telling my mom, I'm so excited. I'm telling my parents, my family, everyone. I'm like, look, I did, I did, I did it. I signed the papers and I leave within the same week. It happened so fast, but yes, within the same week, I go to the University of New Mexico, pack my bags. I never, I never had a chance to say this, but I'm not too sure how my teammates felt at the junior college level, whether they felt like, damn, this guy just left us because it was the summer. So like we were literally in the middle of summer or entering summer weight training. We're getting ready for my second season at the junior college level. And I just, I just left. I, I talked, I got in contact with the players that really cared, like the ones I really bonded with. I told them my whole story. I told some of the coaches, but I just left. I'm not too sure how you see it, whether it's like, wow, what a bad guy or what a good guy. The way I saw it was I went in there for one reason and one reason only, you know? You don't go to a community college to turn that program around. What many guys go to a community college is to use it as a trampoline to get into the universities. And that was my whole mentality going into the community college. I did that and I left the community college midsummer to join the University of New Mexico Lobos. And the University of New Mexico, that is like my third part in football. So my first part was high school. My second part was community college. And my third part was the university level. The University of New Mexico is a division division one FBS football school. So I did have a chance to cross that off my list as I did complete that goal. Those were some fun times too, man. The people I've met there, my teammates, my roommates, everyone there, shout out to uh, Teton, my boy. You know who you are. Big shout out to him. You know, every coaches, everyone, everything, you know. I love that whole experience. You know, although we weren't the best team, our record never showed it. I don't know if I was the bad luck. Before before I got there, they were in bowl games, they were winning, and then as soon as I got there, it just it went down. So I'm maybe, I don't know, hopefully they have a better season this year. Still rooting for them. It was all fun, you know, experienced all that. And then I never saw an end. There was never a like I thought I was going to be an athlete forever. I thought football was going to last. When people asked me the question, hey, what are you going to do after? I just ignored them. You know, I'm a football player right now. That's all that matters. I wouldn't do any extracurricular activities. I had this tunnel vision of football only. I, did, I would go to school. Yes, I was a good student, things like that. But I wasn't like, participating or I wasn't doing anything out of my way outside of football I was just football school that's it and then everything in between but I didn't prepare myself for what happened after football so it wasn't until the end of my senior year when it hit me and it hit me hard it hit me hard in a way like no more team text 
No more hanging around with the guys in the locker room. No more team meals. No more stipends, practices, none of that. And although, yes, I did like it because I had a chance the first couple of days to get my body a rest because football does take its toll on your body. But then I realized, damn, football's over. So the past eight years of my life, I've known football. Like, what's next? What do I do now? And that was, that was what hit me hard, not knowing what I had going for me because I spent so much time focusing and giving my attention to football that I didn't really plan out what was next. And that's okay. You know, if you're enjoying something, if you're living in the moment of something, keep doing that. You know, I'm not saying stop, make sure you have a backup plan. No, like what this show is about is to just make sure you understand and realize that there's more to what you're doing right now, whether you're stuck in a hole and you don't see any light, there's going to be something coming up ahead, something more positive. Fast forward to my last semester at the University of New Mexico. Well, my last season at the University of New Mexico. I saw the end of the road. No more team techs, no practices, no team meals, no more stipends. At first, the first couple days, I was relieved because my body was finally getting a break. It desperately needed But then reality kicked in. I realized that I'm not going to have those things no more. And for the past eight years, that's all my life was known for. That's all I was known doing, you know? That's all I knew how to do. I knew how to stick to a schedule, play a sport. Off-season, football was a year-round thing for me. It It was a bit strange at first. So... I took the time of the March lockdown because my season finished in the end of 2019. So I had, before Corona, I had the whole semester of spring to land an internship and basically get a job, which like 99% of the college students, that's not how it worked out. The lockdowns in March and June, I really looked myself in the mirror and I said, who are you beyond the sport? Football finished. What's next? Am I going to reminisce about it for the rest of my life? Or am I going to find out what's my next competition? So I learned a few things about myself. The first thing that I learned is that I can be okay with the lockdown for the rest of my life. As long as I have food, Netflix, and books, I can be okay. (laughs) And then I also learned that books are awesome. They're a personal mentor for a specific topic you seek to learn. And what I mean by that is if you open up Rich Dad, Poor Dad, a financial book, you'll have Robert Kiyosaki teaching you the ways that he learns. And that's the way I learned from a book. So whether it's Gary Vee teaching you in one of his books or Robert teaching you in one of his books, I learned that books were the fastest way to learn a certain topic. And I got hooked on them over the lockdown. I started this whole thing this year, read one book a month, and I've been up to it ever since. I've been doing great so far, and I'm proud to have a little bookshelf collection. Something else that I learned about myself is that I found 
passion in marketing. You know, I'm a marketing major, but I found the passion in building a brand for something, for something good, you know, finding purpose and changing other people's lives. So I decided to create this plan and come up with this idea of creating a podcast around that. And not just a podcast around that, but a podcast around the idea of tying in sports with that football football but not just football, athletes and people in general, you know, what brand can I build that can help people just like me? You know, I was stuck. I didn't have any guidance. I didn't have any clear path to what was next. So what I'm doing now is hopefully creating that guidance, whether it's through my personal stories or the interviews that we will have the successful stories that you will hear to hopefully inspire someone and they can take away from this, inspire them in a way that they can teach it. That's what I wanted to do. And that's what I learned through this lockdown. I learned that I wanted to do something along the lines. It was tough at first. I hated the question, Chris, so when do you play ball in the NFL? What team do you want to play for? Over and over, I heard similar questions from my relatives to my friends. In my head, I thought, it doesn't work that way. And I don't want that dream. It's not for me. It's not what I want to do. Saying that last phrase, it's not for me, that's not what I want to do, was a jaw-dropping moment for many people. They looked at me with a certain facial expression as if they were disappointed in me for not reaching the pros. And at first, I was kind of embarrassed to say that because I felt like they looked up to me and they thought I was going to be such a failure because I didn't want that. But it wasn't until I realized that my goals and what I want to do for me don't involve playing anymore. And I'm okay with that. They involve something beyond that, you know, I'm more than the than the athlete or than the sport I was. And that's what I'm trying to get across with this platform. You are more than the sport you play. You're more than that job or that lifestyle you live now. And if it's one thing you can take away from this, it is hearing the experiences, the personal stories that I tell you, or the successful stories that you will learn from professional athletes, coaches, successful entrepreneurs who've made it but had that background of the sport mentality or the mentality of I was this and I transitioned into something better. I learned to embrace that and let that be a driving force to what was next. Don't let anyone push a title or label on you. If that's not you, don't do it and be okay and accept it that you won't do that. Align yourself with those who you seek to become. I'm currently in the middle of my transition. I haven't successfully transitioned out of it, You know, I still have some good days, some bad days, but I'm a 22-year-old recent college grad who spent the last eight years playing the sport I enjoyed. And don't get me wrong, I love football. Football is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. It's the reason you're listening to me right now, and it's the reason I've achieved so many things that I've achieved. So I'm not saying football was bad in any way. Football doesn't define me. That thing... That specific title doesn't define you. It's not, football's not the rest of my life. I'm transitioning into the marketing world as a profession and building a brand for myself and teaching others that they can do that too. That's what I want 
you guys to get out of it. I want to make a change for the better. And I want to inspire those who don't see it within themselves. I want to thank you for sticking to the end of the episode to hear me speak on the subject I am most proud of and I am passionate about. Again, I'd appreciate it if you leave a review on wherever platform you're listening to this and connect with me through LinkedIn. Until next week, this is Chris from Beyond the Jersey.